You're listening to Bloom After Baby, the podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Daggett and Jen Jordan. We're a therapist and a doctor and and both moms of two. We're here to discuss the mental health and wellness needs that are unique to motherhood. From confusing hormone swings to your expanding body to boundaries in tricky relationships, we'll give you the information you need to experience motherhood in a way that feels good to you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right. Hi, welcome back to A Bit Frazzled with Bloom After Baby. This is your co-host, Rachel Daggett, the therapist half of our duo here. And I have a little bit of a treat for you today for this episode. It's going to be a little bit of a different format than we usually do or than most podcasts do. The audio that's going to be in the bulk of this episode might not be great, um, so please bear with me. But I'm actually going to share with you a really transparent conversation that my husband, Sean, and I had on the couch in our living room one random night. So I was asking him some questions for some of my own research because I've been thinking about this topic of maternal mental health and how dads and men need to be involved in this conversation. And so I was asking him what he learned from his postpartum experience and how his experience was as a new dad, both watching me and through the lens of my experience with postpartum depression and anxiety, and also some of his own postpartum anxiety and how that was for him witnessing me go through those things. And he started sharing and asked, I asked him if I could record him because I was just so in love with everything he was saying, and I felt like it was so good that I needed to record it. And then later he did give me permission to produce it um, as part of our podcast. We tried re-recording it later with better audio and everything, but it just didn't feel the same because what he had initially said was so off the cuff and so from the heart that I decided to just uploaded it from my phone here onto my computer and I'm going to use it as an episode. And we will have more episodes where I'll interview Sean and, and other dads and other experts in the field who are dads as well. But hopefully this just really honest conversation can help some of you as well. So I hope it is information that can be helpful for new dads, new moms, expecting parents, and just also give you guys a little window into what it's like to be married to a therapist and to get used to talking about your feelings a lot. So this episode is with the one and only Sean Michael Daggett, who, like I said, also happens to be my very sweet, very handsome and willing husband and baby daddy of two. And we're talking about maternal mental health. Obviously, that's our main focus here at Bloom After Baby. But Jen and I both feel really, really convicted about the need to involve our partners and the voices of dads and men in this conversation and joining them in this work to improve maternal mental health and improve awareness in education and proactive care for everybody postpartum. And in this work, maternal mental health is and involves the health of the whole entire family, which obviously also includes the dad. The transformation to motherhood involves your partner on every level. And we really want to work at spreading the knowledge, not only to moms and women, but also to fathers and men so that they can be better equipped 
to support their partners in postpartum and also to navigate the transition themselves because it is a wholly transformative time for everybody, including you guys. So I do want to say before I start rolling his recording, I do want to say that I know, Sean, it's not always easy being married to a therapist. And you really leaned into that role. You've gotten kind of used to being psychoanalyzed and you've gotten really good at psychoanalyzing me back and playing the game right back at me. And I'm so blessed and lucky because you've really leaned into this and gotten so good at being in your feelings and communicating your feelings. And I'm pretty sure at this point, you are a little bit of a better communicator in many ways than I am. And I've learned so, so much from you on this journey. You're such a good role model, such a good dad. And I love that you are willing to put this on our podcast to help shed some light on the experience um, of being a new dad and to also show that it's okay and it's safe to be vulnerable, even if you're a sports-loving guy's guy. So Sean is really used to having a lot of these conversations with me in either the comfort of our living room or maybe on a date night. But Talking about this stuff in this public way and putting it on our podcast is something that he initially was a little nervous about, and he really wasn't sure if he was going to be comfortable with it. And so I just want to say I really, really appreciate your vulnerability, and hopefully this can help some other dads get in touch with their feelings too, and also give you moms an idea of the kinds of conversation to conversations to have with your hubbies to get the this communication rolling and to really support each other in this process of becoming parents together. So without further ado, let's roll. So when I had this conversation with Sean, my initial question to him was, what do you wish you knew before we had our first? So about three or four years ago, before we had our first baby, we have been married for seven years now. We were having this conversation on a normal weeknight after surviving Another rough bedtime with our three-year-old and eight-month-old. And this is how he responded to my question, what do you wish you had known before we had our first baby? But I wish I just knew the absolute level that you could reach as a mom, biologically, mentally, physically, all the things that you could pour into that baby and what that toll was on your body. And how much I, no matter what I did, could never fully alleviate that from you. No matter how many wake-ups in the night, no matter how many times I would make breakfast, watch the baby so you could nap through the day. I knew it was helpful, but I quickly realized that it was uphill battle. And it felt defeating at times because I wanted to do everything I could to help you build your strength every day, every hour, every day. It was Those first few weeks, months were tough. I just wish I knew the full magnitude of all that. Not that I was discouraged, I mean, I said defeated, but just I I wish I would have been able to take it more day by day and just realize, keep doing what I'm doing and stay the course. But I think through that, I wish I kind of would have taken more time off. Four weeks, I thought I was going to take two weeks, and then I took four weeks, and then that felt like, thankfully, we had COVID, and I was basically home after that for the foreseeable future, but... Yeah, you just take for granted, I know you did a post about this, but just that you're going to bounce back and go back to your normal programming, and that's just not the case, whether it's work-wise or relationship-wise, it's just forever altered. And so 
just conceptually you understand that but until you like live it you don't understand all the implications and I just definitely wish I had a grasp on that second time around obviously different because you have different challenges mm-hmm. but then you realize how much you're not the MVP although you're doing all you can yeah. My mom was always going to be the single most important provider for that baby there's a lot of things you can do to help I just wish I knew the intersect of all those things so I guess two there's that, that just more just practical sense but then just also the impact of that on your mental health I don't know it didn't occur to me and you had waves you've had waves of depression for a long time but it it didn't occur to me how much that could again hit you deeper or evolve or change mm-hmm. if the weather it support be there for you is definitely a mental grind in the beginning and then I wish I <laughs> I wish I was as a result of knowing more about that I wish I didn't let you go back to work so soon I thought you needed that I like kind of let it happen because I thought you needed that to feel like yourself again mm-hmm. but we were kind of dumb and naive in the first yeah. round only what six weeks in you were on that laptop with mm-hmm. the baby on you yeah that was that was way too soon and I wouldn't have let you do that again I you're doing things that everything are helpful like okay encouraging you in that moment because I see you as wanting to be you and maintaining you mm-hmm. while having this baby but it was way too young and fragile at the time for you to be messing around with that and that probably took away from some of your bonding with Reed that is ultimately it's fine and you you make up for that over time but I know that you missed that opportunity and certainly didn't help with your again the impact to your just mental health in general was taking on far too much at once. I mean, I wish I just pressed harder to not let you do that. I'm sure I said stuff like, this is probably, it's one thing to start ramping up your practice again, but to be teaching three classes, <laughs> Pepperdine, <laughs> you're crazy. What changed about our relationship that you didn't expect? Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know that I didn't expect it, but I think, again, until you go through it, you just don't realize how much you're going to miss the ability to be spontaneous or we used to do a lot of fun travel and we used to plan it in advance and look it would be something we look for like every six months we'd we look forward to some adventure together whether it was to europe or hawaii or the mountains we would always go somewhere at least two times a year and uh not having that ability to be spontaneous and escape together and connect you never understand fully how much that'll impact you until you live it but yeah, that, that was a big thing. This simple night of a, a dinner out, which we got to do periodically once COVID alleviated with your mom being here, but not being able to go somewhere for a week, just you and I, out of the blue. But oh, I guess maybe part of that is you're not as nimble. You have an anchor now, different than Murphy, easy to get him situated somewhere. But then when you leave your kids, you don't actually leave your kids. You leave them physically, but not mentally. Mm-hmm. That's another thing you don't realize. You you go to connect, but there's a pull on you subconsciously or consciously, thinking about them, worrying about them. I used to fly all the time for work, all the time. Short domestic flights, long international flights, the whole thing. It was just like second nature to me. 
navigating airports. But that those first flights that you take when you, when you got a young one at home, you just it's just a different feeling when when you leave them behind. You don't actually leave them, and you're thinking about them and. You think about like, gosh, hope nothing happens to us because we're both gone and he's there, and so it's just that that gravitational pull of your mind that moms have, obviously, like at an exponential level for their for their young. But like, definitely didn't realize how much I would feel that too mm-hmm. when we knew he was in good hands. Just going out for a night, I think we got used to that, like a dinner or whatever. But going somewhere for multiple nights, like. It was hard not to just think about him and want to hear his voice or hope he's okay, and you can't fully unplug and connect. Okay, well, I have some follow-up questions. This is something I didn't expect either. What's for my question to turn into follow-up questions? <laughs> if, we're in, if we're talking about things that I wish I would have known, boy. So did you, in the early days, did you feel defeated because you realized that you weren't as useful as you thought you would be or feel or because there were things I did or said that made you feel defeated I don't think it was either it was more about I mean I think we had a pretty I think we're always a great team and we're always supportive of each other and we're both the get it done type and when we love that kid to death and but I think both of us just probably didn't realize the level of exhaustion that we would reach you especially just knowing that there's mm-hmm. just more biologically physically emotionally that moms provide but i more defeated in the sense of like there was nothing i could do to help you mm. i shouldn't say help. like i could help you but i couldn't fully get you back yeah. to yourself it was going to be time time was the yeah. only thing that would get you back to yourself that's could what it fix it yeah me could fix okay. it but like I, I couldn't, like I said, it, it's, it was the only thing that was going to heal it was time. I could help you get there and hopefully minimize all the things that you went through during that vulnerable time. But I was just more of the combination of I couldn't fix it no matter what I did. It was just going to be hard. And we're burning the candle on both ends because I'm still working. You tried to start working again. You did. You dove into it really fast and we were in the middle of COVID and just one day after the next and it was just a slog like so that was just defeating in itself just the landscape of the world at that point so you wish you would have known or better understood the toll it would take on me mentally and physically understood the magnitude of it yeah and the, the degree at which no matter what I did I couldn't change it so that I could have probably been more at peace knowing that I'm doing all I can yeah, and you're yeah. doing what you need to do and we're going to support each other. But I'm sure there was definitely times where it was like, gosh, I feel like there's nothing else I can do to fix it. And I'm also now running on empty right. and trying to juggle. It's more of a just knowing that, hey, it's going to be a rough, probably six, the first six months, I would say, and then it starts to level off a little at least for the routine. Still hard and draining for mom because you have another six months of breastfeeding and pumping and all that. And I talked high level, but just those little things, just how tedious and obstructive breastfeeding and pumping and all the things that you have to do around the clock that I can't do. I can't pump for you. I could do the nighttime feeds or I could feed the baby with the milk, 
but I can't pump for you. I can't breastfeed the baby. So there's mm-hmm. definitely, you just feel like there's stuff that you can't do. You do all you can do. Mm-hmm. But just, again, being at peace with knowing that you're doing all you can do, checking in, asking what you need, all those things. And then knowing that it's time. It's four to six months to get a routine. <laughs> you like going into it. Mm-hmm. And every situation is different, but typically four to six months to get in a more steady routine. And then the latter six months of that first year, everyone's a little bit more rejuvenated and you feel empowered by the routine. But you just don't, you don't know what you don't know. And so it's like, what is there end in sight here? You're just navigating uncharted territory. So like I mentioned at the beginning, that was a very candid conversation that we were having. A little peek into types of conversations that we have pretty often. I highly encourage you to have these conversations with your partner. Be curious about what their experience is. Dr. Jen did a post about this recently that we'll keep bringing up, but but dad's experience postpartum depression and anxiety as well. I'm actually going to have a follow-up episode with Sean again later on about his experience with anxiety and fatherhood and how his anxiety has really spiked since having kids and how he's navigated that. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this brought some insight into what postpartum can be like for those of you who are expecting or new dads. Hopefully you can normalize some of your experience. We did go on to talk more about how the experience was and can be really defeating because, you know, I think Sean mentioned that he couldn't fix it. And I was obviously struggling a lot in postpartum emotionally with sleep deprivation. And it took us a while to get into a groove where I was being really honest with him about what I was experiencing and what I was needing and not expecting him to mind read what I was going through. And he also had to get really good at consistently checking in with me so that he knew what he needed to be doing to help me and vice versa, right? Like I was also checking in with him on how he was doing. And so really learning that it's a, a, like I said, wholly transformative for everybody and you really need to be on the same page and be supporting one another through it. And I know a lot of dads do struggle with that initial phase with the newborn so they feel a little bit out of their comfort zones. And maybe they don't feel as useful and are struggling with not feeling like they can come in and fix it and problem solve. So it's a very common experience to have. And like I said, I'm going to have another conversation with Sean along these lines where we record it officially. And so the audio will be a little bit better. But I really just wanted to share what he said on that random night because I felt that it was really valuable and beautiful. And thank you again, Sean, for being willing to be open and vulnerable and help us spread this awareness and to normalize these experiences for both moms and dads. And thank you for giving me the permission to share this. And thank you guys so much for being here and for listening. And I will be putting some resources for dads in the show notes here, as well as our free guide to ending the resentment cycle, because that is a big thing that comes up comes up in partnerships after baby. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today. If you enjoyed this episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. 
Your feedback means the world to us and helps us know which conversations you're needing the most. And we'll keep bringing you new episodes every week, so hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for any links or resources that we mentioned. We're on this journey with you, so be sure to find us on the gram and TikTok. Plus, go to bloomafterbaby.com and grab our free guides on all things motherhood created just for you. Breathe, be well, and keep growing, mama.